This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show of Rens. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 217, 20 questions. Oh, I think there's more than 20 at this point. That's, I think you're definitely right. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess the question is, how many more than 20 are we at? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you somebody's at, at, at less than 20, and it's the referee. Actually, no, he might be more than 20 after that game. We don't know. Yeah, that's my segue because that's my thing is refereeing. <laughs> it's weird because usually you don't go in that direction. No, I usually don't. I I, I usually go towards the crowd stuff about attendance <laughs> records. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Houston hosted the Red Bulls, 4-1 loss for the Red Bulls in a game that they never really looked like they deserved to be in anyway. So I can't. I guess I can't really be too mad about the Red Bulls losing this because they didn't deserve to be there. But I'm just going to go off on it anyway because why the hell not? Sure. Uh, So apparently there's a hashtag about this guy now. Uh, I am pretty sure I'm going to get his name right, and I really don't fucking care. Uh, Fosis Biakos, I think, is the the referee's name. Uh, I think it was uh, Jay Katniss from Ben Musket. Uh, has the hashtag WTFOTIS, which is WTFOTIS, in case anybody wants to use it. This guy, I have no fucking clue what he's doing anymore. Uh, it, it, you've had to watch the game, probably. If, if you haven't watched this game, I don't know how you aren't, are you listening to this. But anyway, uh, Robles should have gotten called for a penalty, but didn't after running into the back of, I forget the guy's name, but. Ran into, ran into uh, a Torres. That's who it is. Kuba Torres didn't get called for a penalty. Then Damian Pernell gets on, gets all ball, and gets called for a penalty, which results in a Houston goal. Um, a Houston player has kind of the same kind of tackle that Pernell has. It gets called for a foul. So at least he was sort of consistent there. But then there's no offside call by Eric Winner on the third goal for Houston which absolutely should have been called because he was interfering in Robles' view of the ball. And for those that remember a few years ago when Harry Ship did the same thing to the Red Bulls, that wasn't called because at the time that was legal. It is obviously not legal now because they have made that call before. Uh, it right. Just, it, baffles, it baffles me that this guy allowed so much crap to happen in this game. And and I think there was like maybe one yellow card this whole game, which is which is truly amazing considering the number of times he called people for fouls that didn't exist. So yeah, it was a treat, wasn't it? It was a treat. <laughs> I, I guess mm-hmm. that's that's my big dislike. I, I I have other shit to say, but that's my big dislike. Since we just I'm jumping right into it. Yeah, so, why not? How can you not after a game like this? I know there's other stuff. I wanted to get that one out there because that's my thing. So. Um, we'll let Pat go this time. Uh, what do you dislike about this game? 
Uh, I'm over the four two two two. Uh, I'm not going to go in the whole ref rant. Just blah, whatever. You know me. I could care less. Uh, because I, I coming right down to it. Yes, there were two bad calls, but that led to goals. But um, the team just isn't playing well enough. Period. Uh, I think you know, uh, you know. I'm hoping that me being uh, losing my mind over the four two 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 is like other instances in the past, kind of like how last year when I wanted BWP shifted out to the wing. And Anatole Bomb moved up top, uh, and then that's when BWP started scoring. Or a few years back when I thought Mark, Marcus Holgerson should be benched forever, and then he became a great center back. I'm hoping this is the same thing. Like, I'm complaining about the 4 today. I'm done with it, and I'm hoping next week they score, like, five goals. Uh, but, you know, I just don't see that happening. I, I think it's one of those things, I mean... You know, everyone is – a lot of people trashed uh, – when people who ignored the whole ref things just looked at the play of the game, trashed the back line's ability on uh, Saturday night. Uh, I don't think it's quite fair entirely to put – I mean, they weren't great, but at the same time, uh, one thing that the Rebels were able to do in the four-two-three-one was dominate that midfield. They're not doing that anymore. Uh, they're, they're losing uh, the extra guys there in the middle – they don't have any uh, width uh, to speak of so far this season. Um, I think quite simply, it's just in, right now we're seeing a complete failure here. Of uh, you have four two three one personality uh, personality personnel, uh, and you're trying to shoehorn these players into a four two two two, and then you trade you trade away one of the biggest names in the club. Um, and you get money in return, and you don't use it to benef- make the team better. Yeah, Tyler Adams certainly is uh, an exciting prospect. I get it. Um, you know, it was all right to see what Sean Davis could do um, on the field. Uh, you know, he may be more of a box-to-box guy as opposed to a CDM or attacking midfielder, you know, and that's why he's no longer starting. Uh, but when you get money in return, especially money that expires – Spend it. Spend it making the team better. And they didn't do that. You know, they just decided to stand pat. And that is so frustrating, especially when you see uh, games like this where they just, everything completely fell apart. Um, so, I mean, that that's my big dislike right now. Uh, I mean, I think it's it certainly it's time to reevaluate uh, whether or not the four two 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 is the best system for this team, despite the fact that now you have uh, three guys, uh, you know, one eventually coming back uh, from injury to, you know, to be strikers. Um, it's just, it, in my opinion, it's not working right now. And it's, uh, you know, it might be time to go back to what worked because in the end, it doesn't make sense to switch away from something that was working so, so well. Well, I, I'm sure the only reason they did was switch was just the playoff results, yeah. you know, because that's that's where it wasn't. Uh, it's where it wasn't working at all. Uh, but I, I mean, I, mine's not so much about formation. I mean, it kind of is because it's just going to be again lack of goal scoring. Mm-hmm. Here it is again. Uh, although none of us predicted that it was probably going to score more than one goal, but it's it's now becoming a big issue because they've only scored more than a goal twice. This season, but like one one time they scored more than uh, more than a goal, and that was the game against Atlanta. And technically, they didn't even score one of them. Right, it was an own goal. Still, the fucking team. Oh no, wait! I think BWP is now uh, tied. I think. Yeah, he's now tied with own goal. So, yeah. So yet again, it's becoming an issue of just 
Nothing. Nothing's happening. They scored in the, what was it, the 12th minute in this game? That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two minutes later or whatever it was. So we we've now we've been told several times that the goals are coming. And we have to look at another week and wonder where they are because this was not against a defensive powerhouse Houston team. You know, maybe you take the loss on the chin, but maybe lose four to two. You know, maybe lose four to three. Anything. I mean, Houston gave up a lead against Portland the week before this game. So it's not like Houston is great, like you're saying. Right, right. Uh, why don't we look at what Minnesota just did to Real Salt Lake? They beat them 4-2 to two at home. They scored four goals against Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Four. We couldn't score one at home. <laughs> against a bad, bad Salt Lake team who continues to look bad. Mm-hmm. Who probably did have Nick Romano back at that point, right? Yes, he absolutely – and, oh, boy, uh, he, made, he made it terrible play. Yeah, yep. So it just continues to be an absolute huge worry, and then they're going to play on the road again this weekend. So it's it's getting to near panic time. It's not panic time yet, but it's it's starting to build. I'll, I'll say this much, which kind of c- connects our dislikes, is that I think having Sasha Kleschen out wide – uh, even if it is a bit more in, inside than a normal wing position, I think it completely neuters his ability to put his mark on that game, uh, unlock the defenses with passes that lead to more goals. Um, you know, so I, I, I definitely think that's, you know, both for me, uh, the for, part of the formation, again, you don't have some of your best players in their best positions, and it's going to lead to not scoring goals. Yeah, and, and and with Grella being out, so you did take away, uh, you know, offensive threat. And Verone is just out every other game, I think, at this point. You, know, you never know yeah. when he's going to actually be healthy. Brandon Allen can't get a few more minutes? Get, <laughs> give him a chance? Give the guy a chance? I don't know. I mean, I know he was only the, you know, the league leader in goals in the USL, but it's – that not a sign that he can do something here? I, I mean, I don't know. What, the goals have to come from somewhere else besides BWP. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the one goal we did score was because Sasha got the ball dead center of the field and forced the defense to come to him, which opened up right Phillips' run. Yeah, yep. Uh, I, I, I think... Part of the issue is the system is maybe too fluid at times. Like in m- most systems, you are given a place to play, and you're given some move, flu- um, leeway in where you can be on the field, but you're generally expected to be in a specific area. It seems like this, the way the Red Bulls are running the system, it doesn't lend itself to that. It's like you can go wherever the fuck you want as long as you, you know, do what you as long as you put pressure on the ball. And that's great when it's working. But this game just showed Houston out-pressured the pressure team. Yeah. I mean, how many times did the Red Bulls scramble to clear the ball out of their backfield instead of trying to pass it up like they would on any other team? The the, the, the goal with the offsides, the reason that, that that happened was because nobody knew how to protect the ball and get it away. And I think, and there was because nobody was there. So, yeah. I don't. Maybe they need to be a little more rigid in how they form a, in 
you know, they line up. Mm. Maybe maybe that's a four two three one again. Maybe that just means in a four two two two, like you you actually play centrally or you actually play in the wing and you stay there kind of thing. Don't don't have all this movement. I and I at times it seems like there's way too many guys in the middle of the field with one person on the wing. And it just like you're just giving defenses a reason to not do anything. They you can sit back and invite the pressure. Yeah. All right. It's a mess. It's a mess. I, 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 we thought the Seattle game was rough. This was uh, much, much worse uh, on all sides of the ball. It was a complete and utter disaster. At least lose gracefully. See, I, Seattle, uh, to me, Seattle is actually okay because those last two goals came within the last 10 minutes. Like after the second goal happened, the Red Bulls, you, you could tell they weren't going to win the game. And it just became, all right, Seattle's going to get one more, whatever. This one, and I know it's compounded by the referees' things, but they never seemed in the game. They at least seemed in the Seattle game for a while. Right. After the after they gave up that first goal to Houston, it just seemed like they were mentally checked out almost. And I'm sure I'm reading more into that than there actually is, but it, it, that was my perception that once that – the Red Bull or Houston took the punch and punched right back. The Red Bulls were like, "Oh shit!" and then just collapsed. I don't know. Well, anyway. ugh. ugh. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Is there anything we can like about this game? Uh, the Hardy Boys are back. Oh wait, okay. that didn't happen in the game. Then I I got nothing. Uh, BWP scored again. You know. Uh, so I guess if you can't say that he is in a slump. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, he's breaking out early. Unfortunately, the rest of the team isn't following. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess another loss out west. At least it's taken care of now. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be lost, but I mean, at least there's one less trip to a Western Conference team out of the way. It's a, it's a sad thing that that's that's a like of a game. But Is what else can we get out of it? Honestly. I know. I'm just, just my point, though, is that I, my like shouldn't be at least this is out of the way. That's, that's not a like. <laughs> or it shouldn't be. We're reaching at this point for anything to like. Yeah. Or how about this? I like the fact that I actually called a loss because that means I get a point in the prediction standings. Yeah. Yeah, good for you guys. Good for you. And Pat called it too, so the standings are. Pat's in first with three points. Truman and I are in second with one. Uh, we do have an email about this game, though, before we move on from it. Uh-oh. And we got tweets. Okay, Pat, you can read the tweets after I do this one. Uh, did you do the email? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say this guy's name. Uh, Cody. I, I don't know your first name. Sorry. Rhodes? I'm not going to butcher oh, it's it. Not, oh, it's not Cody Rhodes? No. I, I'm pretty sure if it was Cody Rhodes, we called the American Nightmare at gmail.com or something like that. Anyway, uh, he says, where do I start? Tyler Adams is not a good fit in the lineup. Aaron Long is the same. Collins should be starting with Paranel in the back line. Sasha should not be playing on the outside. This team definitely needs a regrouping. The team is missing Grell on the field, and I hate to say it, but they are missing Dax as well. Get rid of Verone. He is always injured and hasn't impressed when he does play. Lastly, they need to go spend some money on a few players. I don't even care if it's on an old player, but need to need to. They need some players and fast. 
Does he want Schweinsteiger? I mean, he at least <laughs> scored, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he pretty, yeah, I mean, he pretty much said, said what we were just talking about. You have the oft, oft injured Verone, Sasha not playing in the middle, injured injured Verone. I mean, he's he pretty much read our, our thoughts completely. Yeah, yeah. It's, for the most part, I mean, I don't agree about Tyler Adams and Aaron Long. I actually do think they're two of the brighter spots, um, as bright as they can be uh, for this season. Um, but you, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I do think they're missing Dax. I think that's uh, pretty clear. Um, I would like to see some Grello magic, uh, Verone, you know, I, I mean, I would say there have been moments he's impressed, but if the guy can't stay healthy, you know, what are you going to say? And yeah, I, mean, I absolutely do think it's, you know, they need to bring somebody in and they need to bring in a name and it can't be another roll of the dice. Like we're like Verone, like, uh, the kid from Panama who wasn't played yet, you know, it's, they got to bring in somebody who can make an impact immediately, uh, this summer, especially if it continues to be as underwhelming as what we've seen so far, for sure. Yeah, if that money sits there and goes nowhere, fans are going to absolutely lose their minds. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I disagree about, not you guys, but disagree with Cody about Tyler Adams and Long. I think Adams in particular is one of the best players on the field against Houston. So I'm not sure about that. Um, but Colin starting with Parnell on the back line, uh, I'm not sure about that either, only because Colin and Parnell both seem to have uh, a history of picking up injuries at points of the Red Bulls. And do you really want to risk a starting center back tandem being torn apart? I mean, it's already happening. But do you really want to have two injury-prone guys at the same time at this point when we have trouble keeping guys healthy? Yeah, I'm sure that's probably Jesse's thought as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha playing on the outside, we talked about that. And I, I, I'm i hesitant to say we need to get another guy. I feel like we could get away with who we have, but it's it, you need to reorganize the team. Uh, I, I think you can get away with who we have. It's just as long as you put them in the spots to succeed, then it will – that's the biggest key of all. I mean, you have to remember, right? Aside from Dax, we're returning over 50% of our starters from last year. So for the most part, the core of this team hasn't left. And and honestly, this, most of this team hasn't left since Marsh took over. So at some point, the question is, the, is it the players or is it the system? And I can't necessarily say it's the players because we had two first place seasons. Can't necessarily say it's the system either, but it's got to be a combination, some sort of mix of the two. It can't be one or the other at this point. I, I think if you if Marsh just puts the players in better positions that we will see better results, but um, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> I'm just a lonely podcaster. <laughs> Uh, and for what it's worth, the MLS transfer window ends May 8th, so they could go get somebody this month. Don't get your hopes up. No, it's not going to happen, but they could. <laughs> they could. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so let's move on to talk about... Tweets! Oh, tweets. Sorry. Tweets. Thank you. I forgot. Go ahead, Pat. I've got more tweets. So... Um, officiating expert who goes by the Twitter handle Tony T-Bone. 77 said, Sasha is a fool for not arguing two essential calls with the with assistant ref. Horrible. Also, Shep missing is a fool. 
So that's your first. Uh, so I, I didn't hear what what is he referencing? Because I only heard the, the Dynamo broadcast because MLS Live. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was watching at a bar because um, apparently my friend invited me over and didn't tell me he was a cord cutter, so we had to go out and watch the game. <laughs> uh, See, that's that's uh, a, that's a cord cutter who's not prepared. That's the thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we can't, just so none of us can comment on Shep, Shep missing. I assume he just said that uh, was stupid. I assume it was something really stupid because it is Shep, so. Yeah. I like Shep. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Larissa, uh, who goes by at Larissa, except the eyes of one, uh, says she's too pissed to form words. Um, Growing Pains, who is all about the 216 on Twitter, says, horrible display uh, tonight, angry emoji. <laughs> uh, and then we have one more from, uh, two, well, two tweets from uh, Tonino M. Um, it goes by at Tonino M. Uh, they did, uh, let me read these in order. I had, a, I had a bad dream last night. Arby and Way got their asses kicked by Houston. And then his second question, uh, Twitter, his tweet that he kind of added that we kind of talked about, is they did zero upgrades to this team in the offseason, and it shows. It's sad that we're all thinking alike, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. That was the pulse of the fan right after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty much my pulse right after I watched it. Just disgust. I actually shut it off right after the, the, the free kick at the end. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I even bothered, honestly. Maybe because I wasn't fully paying attention at that point. But once I saw that free kick, I was like, no, no, I'm not doing this. All right. Uh, so prediction or preview. Red Bull's next game is on Saturday. They travel down to Orlando and the brand new Orlando City Stadium for a 4 p.m. Eastern kickoff time, which we broadcast on ESPN, not Unimas. Well, it's, it's a Sunday. <laughs> Is it Sunday? I thought it was Saturday. No, it's Sunday. It would help if I read the date on the schedule, wouldn't it? Probably. Because I was pretty sure it was Saturday, but now if I could find it. and Jesus Christ, it is Sunday. All right. Jason needs to learn how to read a little bit better, everybody. <laughs> You're learning. Me fail English. That's impossible. <laughs> All right. Uh, so predictions for this one. Uh, Truman, you go first. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday, not Saturday? Hey, do you think maybe the Red Bulls were in Orlando already for WrestleMania, and that's why they played so poorly? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Right, so they're just going to stay in Orlando and play poorly again. Uh, I foresee doom. I definitely foresee a loss. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get hyped until they get back home and maybe start putting some games together here. Uh, 2-1 sounds wonderful, right? They'll get another one goal, probably from BWP. And uh, they'll lose. They'll, they'll, they're going to lose on the road again, so we can just keep getting madder and madder as this early season goes on and on. Uh, I mean, Orlando's, like, what, they're two and two wins right now. So, not phenomenal, but they're home. And that's what matters. The Red Bulls will not be home. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just can't, I can't be excited. Uh, chances are I'll be out watching this gum, game somewhere. And that's usually when they lose anyway. I don't have any good luck when I'm out watching the game. So, 
Uh, yeah, I'm going with a loss as well. Um, and until it gets better, I'm going to go with a bad loss. So three, one loss. Um, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Orlando does only have two wins, but in terms of points per game, they're actually one of the top teams in the league. They've played one fewer game. Um, so, and yeah, I'm being at home, I think in, especially in a, a brand new stadium with an excited crowd, it's just not going to bode well for the Red Bulls. Uh, I definitely don't think they're going to figure out offense, uh, by the end of this week and, you know, or midfield dominance like they used to le- leaving the defense exposed. So, yep, I'm going three, one loss. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll all just walk away pissed off again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going 2-1 loss also. That's why last week I think it's going to hold. The Red Bulls are not a good road team. At this point, they're not even a good team, but they're not a good road team in in particular. So I don't see anything changing this week. So I'm going to go 2-1. Maybe right field gets another goal. Uh, I will be pleasantly surprised if they even come up with a draw on this one, honestly. That'd be great. I think we all would be very surprised. It's just not looking like that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Time for the dumping ground. Uh, only thing I have is that New York Red Bulls 2 won their first game of the season against the Richmond Kickers. one nothing, Opening up uh, their account at uh, Montclair State University Soccer Park, I think is what it's called. All righty. And sure. MSU Soccer Park, I think, is what the official name is. So, uh, I forget who scored the goal, but they got to raise their banners for the Supporter Shield and the USL Cup, and get a win to start 2017. So good for you! At least somebody in the organization is winning. Yeah, someone, someone's <laughs> celebrating titles. So, do you guys have anything? Because that's all I got. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the U.S. men's national team confirmed that they're going to play at Dick's again. That, I guess, officially became, and it was officially official now. Yeah. That they're going to play at, at Dick's against TNT. I like calling him TNT. I might go. We'll see. I bet it won't be snowing this time. It's true, which will probably make it less memorable, but unless they, like, do what they did against Indoors, which is score lots of goals. So... That's uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we can hope. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania, do we kind of want to do that after? Uh, we do our closeout. Yeah, if we want to talk about it, we can. But we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see that for the end, like we did last week. It'll be at the end. You said. Yeah, we'll do soccer okay. stuff first, wrestling last, so people can turn tune out if they want to. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Then then I have nothing else right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I got nothing. I had a really busy weekend. I mean, I didn't even really get to watch the Red Bulls game until really late. And at that point, I saw what the score was, and I just watched the condensed versions. <laughs> so you got to save yourself about, what, an hour 40? Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Uh, no, it's, I was just so super busy. I, I met Tank Ken Danico, so that's all that matters this weekend. Met Ken Danico. I held a Stanley Cup ring, so. There you go. Yeah. So my, my weekend was not a, a complete loss because the Red Bulls could not ruin it. There you go. Uh, but we do need your table team of the week, German. Us, again. 
Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple candidates because three teams scored four goals against their opponent, uh, and they were all home, but yuck. We, we had the worst result. So how, and, and they played so piss poor. How can I hand it off to us again? And good God, I hope I don't have to keep doing that. I really don't want to keep saying it's us. I don't want this to be another 2009, for the love of God. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's time to start getting your shit together, Red Bull. Seriously. After, after, this, after next weekend, they have three straight home games. So those going to be high expectations to get max points out of those. So figure shit out this weekend. Play a better game. Just play a better game. And they get ready for a three-game homestand. So I want to bring this up because I was I was going to see if you were going to do make this your team of the week and you didn't. So throwing this in there, it I find it great that the Cosmos new owner said he has not watched the MLS or NASL game. Such a great owner to bring into the league NASL. Yeah, good job. And he's not even in Europe, right? He's actually around here, so he doesn't he, have an. He lives in New York. Yeah, <laughs> he he played college ball for Columbia. This, the Columbia soccer field is named after him. Wow, he just loves he just loves coming up with the ridiculous quotes, doesn't he? Yeah, he's really endearing uh, himself. I'm gonna find it now because I I gotta read this. It's just <laughs> all right. So I credit Mark Fishing because I didn't know about it until he posted it. So this is I can't remember the guy's full name. Comissio is his last name. So he said, and this is from an S uh, Sports Illustrated article. I haven't been to an MLS or an NASL game at all, largely because I'm one of those that understands who the best players in the world are, who the best leagues in the world are. When I want to watch a real soccer game, I wouldn't go to watch New York City FC. I'll watch Juventus. I'll watch the Italian League. I'll watch the Spanish League. Now, to be fair to him, I wouldn't go watch NYCFC either. Well, no, but... (laughs) So, I mean, is, is he watching his own team play or no? That's, I would hope so. Well, if he's not watching the rest of the league, I don't think he's watching his own team. Mm. Really embracing U.S. soccer. What a guy. Yeah, this is what we want. Uh, helping build uh, U.S. soccer for sure. So, all right. Let's wrap up so people that don't care about wrestling can get out of here. Uh, you can visit us onesemetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Throw a few bucks our way. Go to patreon.com slash red bull rant and uh, support the show. You can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, leave a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash red bull rant on Twitter at red bull rant for the show. At Doc the Stooge for myself, at pmacda 2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find a podcast. Last, oh wait, no, I was supposed to say last words, but no, we are now going to talk WrestleMania 33. I'm going to let you guys talk. I'll fill in. Cue the Pitbull song playing 400 times in a row. Uh, (laughs) We'll just play that in the background over and over and over again. No. Uh, What do we want? Just general opinions? You're you're the one that had the stuff specifically to say, so you can go first. Yeah, yeah, if you want to shoot us some general opinions and then I'll, I'll throw mine in. Uh,. I mean, it was, you know, I think it was one of those shows that started real strong before kind of, like, you know, towards the end. Um, 
you know, it's uh, the uh, AJ um, AJ Shano Mac match was way better than it had any right to be. Um, the Raw Women's uh, match was great. The tag match obviously was awesome. Um, I don't think I've ever been happier watching wrestling, at least in recent years, uh, than seeing the Hardys come back and hearing that, you know, old uh, music of theirs. That was fantastic. Um, you know, uh, I thought uh, I thought Triple H coming out on a trike was hilarious, especially when like, <laughs> vroom, vroom, when he got to the end. <laughs> and it's like, hey, guess what, dude? We all still know you're riding a trike. Um, you know, uh, Cena Miz was pretty lame. Um, very, very uh, lame. You know, uh, the let's see, uh, uh, the Bray um, Orton was kind of weird, um, and you know it sucks that Orton won because so Orton is boring as hell. Um, Goldberg, uh, Goldberg Lesnar. I mean, my only complaint is that it was short. I mean, because other than that, they just kind of beat the hell out of each other for five minutes, and that was pretty cool. And it did end the way that I think most of us thought it should. Even someone like me who likes Goldberg, um, you know, it, it's like it, it did seem to make sense to put the belt on Lesnar, and and they just kept hitting spot after spot after spot in a rapid fire, and that was pretty cool. Uh, my only, I guess, my only complaint is it just went short. You know, I mean, so I, I guess that means I liked it. I can't really. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a standout, but I liked it. Uh, and then, uh, I guess with the undertaker, um, it definitely looks like he's retiring. So that's, uh, kind of quite the end of an era. And, uh, I'm kind of hoping tonight, you know, Roman Reigns comes out and just bashes the crowd because, you know, it, it he didn't act heel enough in that match. If he is a heel now, uh, and then just kind of the taker, just getting beaten up for five minutes to end the match just kind of, I think, killed all momentum it had anyway. Um, so, uh, but overall, okay show. Uh, stocked early with some great stuff uh, before it just kind of petered out. Um, worst match of the night, I would say pre-show match between... Uh, eh, uh, definitely close between pre-show match with uh, Corbin and... and um, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, the lunatic fringe and uh, Cena and Miz, uh, the love match. Yeah, between those two, I'd say those are close to basically being the uh, the worst matches in on the books of the night. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll give this WrestleMania maybe like a a C plus or so. It was, it's, yeah, it was, it was again, it was, it was so so. The Hardy Boys showing up was clearly the best part of the entire night. Uh, not just the fact that they're the Hardys, but if you've been following them in the Indies at all, there have been this whole thing where they've been winning all the belts. They've been traveling around to all these different companies and winning all the tag belts. So it was really cool for them to show up and immediately win the tag belts as Matt's hair got frizzier and crazier looking as the match went on. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was awesome. I thought that was great. That Cena Miz match was terrible. Uh, I thought the phoniest part of the match was the proposal at the end. <laughs> and and that's sad when we're talking about wrestling because it was it was just so lame because I think we we talked about it last week, right? Cuz everybody figured it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't feel authentic. We're talking about wrestling and I didn't think that was an authentic moment. That's really sad. 
<laughs> uh, I'm hoping we're going to find out that maybe Cena proposed uh, earlier in secret without all these cameras in front of him, and then they could just show this garbage on garbage total Bellas or whatever. I like I like the crowd's reaction to polite indifference. Yes, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, it's like if they had uh, shown on the jumble crowd like. We've got Billy Bob and Peggy Sue over here, and Billy Bob has a question to ask. The crowd would have popped louder than they did for John Cena and Nikki Bell. <laughs> yep. And honestly, I don't know what's worse, uh, losing a match via the five-knuckle shuffle or CM Punk losing a match to the people's elbow. Both are pretty embarrassing and terrible. <laughs> but uh, the Cruiserweight match was, was great. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. The tag match was great. Um Bray's match was fun with all the crazy images appearing on the mat. I thought that was really cool. Uh, you're right with Randy Orton. He's going to suck, and he's going to be boring. There's no way getting around that. L- Lesnar Goldberg, they did um, three moves total. Spear, mm-hmm. spear, suplex, spook, suplex, spear, suplex. Bunch of those, F5, over. And it, it went about as long as you could have hoped it went, and the result was exactly what it had to be, honestly. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to find positives, and I'm going back, and I'm really it's it's kind of a struggle to find great positives. I mean, yeah, Roman Reigns has to be a heel now. He has to be. You beat you beat the Undertaker, where he's clearly retiring. Don't expect anyone to come out and cheer you anymore. Yeah, at all. It just can't happen. Um, boy, what else happened? Is a five hour show. I feel like I tried to block out half of it. <laughs> Uh, the women's match. I thought both the women's matches were good. The Raw women's match was way better. Uh, to have six women in a six pack challenge and it was very short kind of sucked. Awesome. I thought they that kind of sucked. Had to squeeze in Taker and Reigns. They're like, oh, we're going to cut time from the women. They had to squeeze in fifteen minutes of Undertaker taking clothes off and walking back up to the ring. Which, which, by the way, he never went all the way up the ramp. Uh, he also had never well. He never went down the entire ramp either. He always started about halfway down. Yeah, smart. Uh, but what I will say is that NXT Takeover was fantastic. And if you didn't watch that, good God, yes, that show was awesome. Uh, one of the best tag title matches you could possibly see. It was so oh, so good. Uh, Alistair Black's debut was was awesome. Better known as Tommy End, but that that was great. Go watch Takeover. That that was really the highlight of the wrestling weekend when you're talking. Uh, so he, here's my for, for okay. Hold on. First off, Bray Wyatt should have should have kept the title. Yep. Especially after they pulled three spooky wrestling magic crap shit in the same match. Like, how do you let him do that and then lose like that? Like it, that doesn't make any sense. Because Randy Orton. Well, okay, but uh, my <laughs> point is in in general storytelling, you can't just build a character up like that. And then just immediately kill him off. It just doesn't work. It's funny because all of Bray's spooky powers uh, just don't work at all. He had spooky powers against the Undertaker. That did nothing. He <laughs> he literally stole the soul of Kane, and Kane got it back. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. Anyway, it it just to me it feels like NXT just has guys or women or whoever is doing the writing that just understand how to actually tell stories. I got so much more out of the tag team title match on NXT story-wise than I think I did on almost any 
of the WrestleMania matches. Yeah, I, I, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I said when I watched it. I said, now that match told the perfect story. Perfect. And, I, it, listen, it was the result that you expected. It was just, it was so, it was so good. But it was, but it was told so well. Like, all right, should I, should we talk spoilers or no? I mean, I, I know let, it's, I know it's I, a few I, days I'll after. Uh, I mean, I guess it's your fault if you haven't watched it, right, Pat? You, you watched Takeover? I didn't, but I don't know if I will, so go for it. Okay. If you want, you can stop. If you're not Pat, you can, you can stop the podcast, go watch it, and then come back. Like, you knew going in, Authors of Pain were going to win. Like, it was, just, yeah. it was, you had to have the, the big bad guys just win. Like, it just made the most sense. But having, but like, at the very beginning of the match, when. The revival and DIY are inching closer to each other, and the announcer goes, "I don't know if they'll do this." And then they immediately turn. It was per- like that was perfect on its own, because the announcer is trying to tell you that it may not happen because you know of whatever. And then they're like, "No, nope, we're going to do this because th- these are the guys that we have to get rid of because they're the bigger threat." Right. And then they bring they bring the table out, which doesn't get used, and you forget about it. And then just shows up again. In like the the a perfect spot, and I think it was at least like three or four times it looked like the authors of pain were gone for one of the two teams left to take them out. They always come back, and the, the best part was every time they came back, they just looked fresh. It's like, yeah, you can put us to a table, but we're gonna come back and beat your ass. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's who we are. Like you can try to keep us down, but you're not. It's not gonna work. And they and they did such a great job telling that story of two teams trying to trying to beat them up, and just. It didn't matter how good of a wrestler you are. We are strong. You can't stop us. Fucking try. That's what the story was. And it was. And listen, people in the crowd were booing probably because their team didn't win. And did I want, like, say, DIY or the Revival to win? Sure. But that was a great story. So I mean, and- I, I mean, I have liked who won, but I love that you told me a, an actual story in a wrestling match. Yeah. Yep. And honestly, I fully expect the revival to be on Raw tonight. I'm, See, I'm fully saying, expecting that to happen. I feel like SmackDown, but I don't know. SmackDown's got like, enough. But they're hmm, yeah, probably not doing anything with anybody on SmackDown on the tag divisions. So I don't know. So you want to add another team, but they'll do nothing with? No, not really. But I don't know. I, I can we just get to the point where NXT becomes its own like actual show that's like equal to Raw and SmackDown at this point? Yeah, for real. It's going that way, right? So I mean, it's been just, it's been the better show every single year. It yeah. outdoes SummerSlam and WrestleMania every time because they actually focus on storytelling, right? Like they have their shows each week are an hour, with I think like two or three. Uh, three minute breaks, and they they managed to tell me more in an hour than SmackDown or Russell or Raw will. I remember on Raw they spent a good last week. They spent a good ten minutes going through the the match card for WrestleMania. Like you're trying to sell me on the match card. Why don't you show me actual shit in the ring that will get me excited? Don't just right. recap everything I've been seeing for the past two months. Whereas NXT actually goes out and tells you like. Yeah, this is going to happen, but here's why. And they're showing you what's happening. Right, yep. That little girl had 13 abortions. <laughs> was her name Katie Vick? <laughs> I 
So, so yeah, I, I mean, overall wrestling weekend, I thought it was good. Uh, but WrestleMania definitely did not blow me away. Maybe being five hours just kind of it's actually, it's, it you can't drained you after a while. If you can't have to kick seven off hours. seven. Seven. I was I, I I actually turned it on at five, but most of the kickoff was me doing going around doing random crap around my house, like making dinner or whatever. But still, that's a lot of time to fill. Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. So uh, I couldn't believe I was leaving at a show at like eleven thirty at night, and people were like, "Oh yeah, WrestleMania is still going." Like, fuck, what? It's still happening? I, it was around like ten twenty, ten thirty ish. I'm talking to Pat. I'm like, "Yeah, this is going to eleven thirty midnight. Like, we still got three matches to go after this one." <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, you know you would think they could have cut time, but some of the most in- uninteresting matches in the night were title matches. Yeah, so yeah. Like, uh, and then, I, the I, I just remember what I didn't say anything about that was good. It was Jericho Owens was a good match. That was good. Uh, again, I I don't like that it was for the title, but we talked about that anyway. Styles, uh, Styles Shane surprised me. I didn't think it was going to be that good. You know, the best part about that much was. The ref bump that was bleeding. Yeah. The ref took the harder bump. But you know what that that match showed again is that uh, Shane sucks wrestling, so he had to knock the ref out so we can do his cool hardcore moves. Hardcore. Because he's pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, either way, only way, only reason I'm excited about Raw tonight is the Hardys. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. And he does and look I- broken. And he yeah, and, broken. And I will be recording that too, so I can skip through all the uh, WrestleMania recap garbage. So they were do- apparently doing some of the, the, the delete motions. Yep. But they, I guess, can't technically do the whole gimmick. So but they'll, put, they'll call him uh, Lost Matt Hardy or something. Maybe they call him Fractured, Fractured Matt Hardy. Yeah, there you go, Fractured Matt Hardy. Fractured. Hey, that would explain the hair. <laughs> so. Oh, also, I just read that Jr. got a two-year deal, so he's back. Oh, goddamn! Uh, to replace, I wonder to be uh, on SmackDown. I, I, it's got to be right. Yep. Which? So, what happened with him? By the way, I heard it was depression was getting to him, and that's why he had to back away. That's what I heard too. But it's like he can't go at all, or is it just like mm-hmm. who knows? There's plenty of other shows for him to come back to when he's ready. So. There's 205, there's, there's NXT, there's tons of stuff. I was going to say, I would love to see JR call an NXT match. Oh, yeah. I would love to see JR do anything. I love JR. And that, well, as long as Michael Cole's not involved. It, it yeah. was basically him calling that Taker match. Just It was great. It was great. It's probably the best thing about the match. Yep. But God. If if you guys don't know how, how good Jr. is, go watch the Hell in a Cell match, Taker and um, Mankind. <laughs> and Brace yourself. Because he did not know what was going to happen. Like, he has explicitly told WWE before, don't tell me the outcomes of certain matches so I can do a general reaction. Like, he's one of those guys that wants to, to be completely honest when he's telling you the, the story. And it's great. Oh, yeah. We got WrestleMania tweets. Oh, we did? We got more tweets. Oh, oh man. Go well, slide it into a WrestleMania section. <laughs> I mean, this is better than the Red Bull section at this point. Yeah. Uh, one is from our good friend Dave Martinez, which is not really a comment so much. It's uh, more a uh, 
he's trying to poach one of the hosts here. <laughs> uh, well, first he said, need a guest host for that segment. We threw this together rather, obviously rather quickly. So sorry. Uh, and then also, I think it's time for me to poach Truman and start Empire of Wrestling. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Wait, what do you mean poach Truman? We've talked about doing this. Like we've, we've invited him to do the show. He's poaching the whole idea, not just Truman. We talked about doing a wrestling show with with Dave. Yes, uh, we're gonna be the new revival. <laughs> we go hard all day and night. <laughs> and then someone who I don't even know if they're a soccer fan, but David at DJSA two seven said, "Holy shit, Hardy Boys are back! Every title changed hands, and Roman Reigns' career is over unless he's heel now." And Taker made adults cry. That's it. <laughs> and well, we that- said not not all the belts changed hand, but a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and Reigns better be heel. Yeah. Um, and then Tonino M is back with also wrestling comments just to say it was too fucking long. Very oh, true. Guys. Very, very true. Oh, the other reason I like NXT, that that takeover show was two and a half hours. Yep. Boom. Done. And I think it was, what, six matches? Yep. And, and each match got at least like twenty to thirty minutes. So it's not even like they were sh- they were short matches. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless that trike thing was actually Triple H's idea, and all of a sudden NXT everybody starts coming down in their trike. Well, so silly. NXT would need an eighty-five yard long ramp first off. <laughs> Which, by the way, so two thoughts actually about that. One, I like how Triple H and Sasha Banks are the only two to get. Motorized access down the ramp. Yeah, and, everyone else had to walk. And for the SmackDown women, like it didn't click to me until afterwards. But the fact that Naomi got to have her music play for the whole walk down should have told me that she was going to win. Yeah, <laughs> and and afterwards, and she got to dance afterwards. <laughs> and, and oh, and the field of glow on the ring before. Yeah, like, you're just like here's who's going to win. We're just going to telegraph you this few now. So that way, in about five to ten minutes, when we're actually done with this, you're not surprised. Yep. That's right. I called it. Boom. All right. Uh, any thoughts before we get out of here? No. I got nothing now. I'm out. Yep. Tapped out. Time to go play Fallout 4 and wander around because I don't know what I'm doing in that game. And then, uh, and then I'll tune into Raw at some point. It's all right. Nobody really knew what they were doing in Fallout 4 until like an hour or two in. So, According to the time of my game, I'm like three hours in. And just keep running around doing random shit. You're good. All right. All right. Uh, so I did the wrap-up shit. So uh, for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 217 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Red Bulls don't suck. Try to win. Peace out. Lights.